Bonjour! Bonsoir, dear friends! This is today a taste of pleasure. Dear friends, we have the honor, I say we, a Frenchman and another Frenchman. One I've admired for over 30 years as we've been friends in Napa Valley and in France. He's done it all. Incredible business, phenomenal wines, beautiful children, incredible exotic and colorful life, and went through some insane health time and came back and got resurrected. And this is an amazing life that we're gonna share and really go deep in some ways into what happens to us in life and how modern term we pivot, we orientate who we are, and we become even better because what I want to do is I want to have socks like those. I want to have sexy trousers like those and a pochette like this one. And look at those glasses. Ooh la la. Ah, gilly gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Jonah. Merci. This is a Fourmo Chardonnay. Uh, that's uh, different from VGS. It's a wine technically that, once again, is made 40% in concrete egg, 30% in stainless steel barrel, oh. and 30% in new French oil. What is a concrete egg? Like the same place you were born into? Oh, absolutely. That lovely little uh, Absolutely. Shape. It's the oval thing. Okay. It's, and it's, what does that do to the wine? Because you, you want to talk so about the, the oval, eggs. So the oval eggs, because of the shape, makes that the lees stays in suspension. Because the lees stay in suspension, not only the concrete breathes, so the wine is oxidized, but the lees stay in suspension give a texture to the wines. So since I wanted to make a wine that was the most French wine Chardonnay made in America, I couldn't do a lot of oak. And I needed to find some other ways. So stainless steel barrel yeah. to keep very focused on sharp. Yeah. And this is 2018, which I think we just start to drink. Is it good? It's Exceptional. I brought that because you are from Burgundy. I feel the okay. egg inside of me. <laughs> I feel the suspension. So Jean-Noël, amazing winemaker, mm. incredible life on wine, we'll go there. But why don't we go into the area of life, first how you came here, because you don't have a lot of Frenchmen in Napa Valley, and Jean-Noël came as a spy from the French government coming from wine in Europe for six months. How does that work? It worked pretty well after. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is that... Did you get caught as a spy? You know, everybody was so welcoming. Yes. Because they knew that I was sent to make a study about what was happening in California, especially in Napa Valley. And at that time, I mean, there was 52 wineries. Yes. So. Everybody was so welcoming, happy to help, and uh, that when I decided to move, it was open arm. Hmm. It's not the case today, huh? <laughs> but it was open arm. <laughs> and, um, and I fell, you know, it's not that I fell in love or lured by the California lifestyle. I figured that California was starting a culinary revolution. Yes. From mashed potatoes, heavy gravy, moving to the fantastic food that we enjoy today. Yeah. And what is, what is fantastic about food is when you respect the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And I think the revolution that we have seen in wine is the same. 
instead of being okay and rich, it's the respect of ingredients. Yes. It's like our job as parents, while making parenting the same thing. You put guidelines, but uh, the, it's only guidelines mm -hmm. because the kids are so damn different. And then you, you see them blossoming and you adapt to their, to their character so that you push their character and our job is to enhance the character of our wines without, without making them similar and standardized. So that's to me the beauty of wine, that's to me the beauty of the new American cuisine that we yeah. enjoy. And that was not existing really in 72 when I came the first time. It was really dull. Now it's not dull. The wines are delicious, the food is delicious. And everybody is even more beautiful because they are more elegant. <laughs> well, look at the style you bring to Napa Valley. Well, I like uh, colors. You know, my life is in color. Yeah. So uh, I cannot live in dark. Talking about darkness, before coming to America in a very famous year, 1969, you live on the other side of the wall. You live on the other side of the world in Russia. How was that experience? Phenomenal. I think I, I, I meet very few people who can understand what it was. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was 20 years old. Yes. And I decided to go to spend six months in Soviet Union when Soviet Union was at the peak of communism. Yeah. You know, it was Brezhnev, Kosygin. It was, uh, I mean, it was the printemps de Prague, the uh, Prague uh, spring, where they killed with a tank. You know, everybody talk about uh, Tiananmen Square today, yeah. but they did the same thing in 69, crushing uh, John Palak as a student with a That's tank. Right. So uh, it was the peak of it. But I wanted to go simply because, first of all, I, my life is not made by uh, anybody else but me. <laughs> I don't care about Good the statement. opinion of people. I don't care, I don't have TV. Yeah. Okay, I still don't have TV. There is nothing good to uh, come with the TV except uh, darkness. <laughs> and, uh, and Give us your opinion. <laughs> and I, I, I just wanted to go and see, because everybody was talking about how full it was, so I wanted to see the reality of it. Yes. And the reality was definitely extraordinarily difficult. Mm. Uh, ex but, you know, uh, I have two flashbacks who comes now. The first camping that I arrived after three hours of drive, where the car was on a boom, boom, and there was a signal to say, you still can make a U-turn, okay? And we arrived at 11 p.m. at the camping, two hours behind curfew. And the guy arrived, to, or the manager of the camping arrived to the car and said, good evening, Monsieur Fomo. Good evening, Monsieur Intel. Good evening. He knew our name, he knew everything. We have never met the guy in our life. So we said, holy shit, where are we? Okay, maybe, maybe it's true what they say. And the second thing is in, uh, in uh, Leningrad, uh, in the street I was uh, approached by a guy who wanted me to buy something for him in a Berioska, uh, which is a store specialized for foreigners. And uh, he happened to be the son of a governor of province of Leningrad. Hmm. So immediately I realized what was equality. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have the people of a party and you have the rest of the world. That's right. But it's not, you know, it's not something you are used when you are in a hotel and uh, there is somebody by your room to check everything that you do when you come back, who is there, you know. So yeah. it's, uh, but look, I stayed six months. I spent $200. Huh. The rest, I did blackmail. <laughs> Only black market, black market, black market. Well, why not? Why not? I am arrested, uh, I stopped by the police because it was 2 a.m., interdiction to drive. And I said, okay, let's do a coffee. 
no coffee. I say, yeah, coffee, no coffee. But I say, me, yeah, I have coffee. So I start my little thing to make coffee. He opened his eyes and I say, okay, you want coffee? He said, yeah. You want my stuff? Yeah, but you let me go. Okay. <laughs> and he came back to the, to the car and he said, advice. When you arrive in a new city, go first to a police department to change things. So the truck were giving me the gas, free of charge, because it was the plan, and you know, if a truck can, can take 50 gallons but uh, had only room for 40, yeah. the, the 10 more were floating on the ground. Of course. So they were giving me the gas. So I had no gas to pay, <laughs> and I do black market everywhere I went. And the police were my first customers. Don't you love that country? <laughs> Is it still how you do it with wine today? Oh, I bribe people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually believe in barter. A new society again, back to the old days. You give me your glass, I give you a bottle of wine and vice versa. Wouldn't it be great? It's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, no monetary exchange, no taxes along the way. Oh, no taxes? <laughs> we have to move out of California, buddy. <laughs> Well, talking about move, so opportune time now after this amazing discovery of the U.S., early 1970s, 1969, this incredible experience. You come from a world of wine. You obviously know wine. You move here. How do you decide to move to the U.S. and say, that's it, that's going to be life I want? Because, dear friends, Jean-Noël has been an amazing leader and an incredible ambassador of American wine. Bordeaux, of course, France, of course, but America. So why did you do this? So I am... Uh, I don't like things that are established. Yes. I don't like establishment either. Yes. Okay? Because for me, it's synonymous of stagnation. Yes. And I think life is always in movement. Mm -hmm. The minute you protect your ass, yeah. American favorite expression, <laughs> you are stopping to progress. Okay? Yes. And uh, life is about moving. Life is about discovering. Yeah. So I made that decision because I had created my first business when I was 21. And it was a great success because it was an idea that I had. And thank God it was a success. But when I was 30, I had CEOs in front of me, French CEOs, yeah. that you know the French are uh, not always very open-minded, and, uh, and the French CEOs were pretty conservative, and I was bringing something that was obviously successful because we had a track record, but it was difficult to accept because I was a young kid. Yeah. And one day I said, look, what I'm doing here? In France, we need to be 60 years old to have a right to talk at the table. Mm -hmm. I am 30. I have something to say, I need to find a place where I can talk. That's right. So I decided, uh, when I did that uh, spying job, I decided this is, this is good for me. Yes. This is a place I can do what I want to do. America. I can fail, I can succeed, you know, life goes up and down, but, but it's only up to me. It's not up uh, to uh, this or this opinion. It's not exactly true now, I know that uh, the press is bullshit and things like that, but, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's you who are creating your own world. Yes. And this Thank is, you, my this, favorite expression. This is the gift of America. Yeah. So, you mentioned ups, you mentioned downs, we all go through them, dear friends. 
there's not one of us who hasn't go up and down. It could be business-wise, it could be health-wise, it could be emotional-wise, it could be anything really. You went through some incredible times and maybe there's one example you want to share to all of us and what when you heard the news what you decided to do which i thought was phenomenal and maybe you want to share that incredible story about dying yes okay uh so, so dear friends you heard a big news one day that hits Jean-Noël I remember forever and maybe you emotional be ready get a glass ready yes so you know it's something that grows in you I mean I was diagnosed when I first cancer kidney cancer totally by accident yeah uh, and um, and it did not touch me very much the guy said you know I think you have cancer and you need to do so I called the doctor, yeah. that was at that time the, the head doctor of the United States for radiology, that I sell wine to, <laughs> and I said, look, I sold you very good shit. You always time. turn a tough time into an opportunity anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, it's time you show me that you know your stuff too. Yeah. So this is, I'm diagnosed with kidney cancer, what do I do? He said, in 10 minutes somebody calls you. 10 minutes later, I was taken in hand by the head of radiology and the head of uh, Oncology at uh, UCSF. Wow. And, Heavy league team. And, and so my first cancer was, I would say, pretty easy because I did not completely realize. And we hope that it had did not metastasize. And um, it, it just, I discovered I had kidney cancer because I pee red. Mm -hmm. You know, so I know I drink. It was not just because of all the red wine you drank. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was I was thinking for a while because if you follow a night with our friend Jean Noël, ooh la la. Well, you know, we need good wines, huh? Otherwise, there is no life. So then, my second cancer was lung, and lung was really something pretty dramatic. Yeah. So today I have one one kidney, but I have only one. One third of a line mm -hmm. out of two. Uh, lung is difficult, yeah. but that's the time where the doctor told me, you know, you need to put your things in order. Wow. Uh, so not. the doctor tells you, yeah. organize your damn life. Yeah. <sighs> so that's something that uh, you realize is uh, pretty significant and, and, and final. And, and we all know that death is final and the only thing certain in life, okay? Yeah. But... Um, yeah, the, that's the only certain thing that's the only that certain we have. Thing. And I am not uh, concerned about death at all. But suddenly I say, okay, I have children, I have business, I have employees, I have customers, I have responsibilities. Yeah. And, uh, and I have myself. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I need to make that... Uh, Which is actually the least important. The least important, because you are going to go, okay? You die. And then, uh, so, I basically sold everything that I had. And uh, everything, so I was ready to go. Except the business. I did not die. <laughs> <laughs> Live and don't let die. <laughs> so... Uh, then I had my third cancer. Yeah, was... because two was not enough. No, no. Let's... Well, let's have a toast to the second you killed. <laughs> you see, he starts on the kidney, he moves on the lungs. And then, the... and then I had colon. 
And uh, so basically I was in treatment for six years. And after six years of treatment, going through a divorce in the same time, my life was all screwed up. Uh, not, not screwed up, but uh, emotionally, psychologically, yeah. physically, I was exhausted. These treatments are exhausting. And, and, and you know, you need to, you have to surrender in life, but you have to surrender to the good, not to the bad. And, and sometimes you say, oh, I, better to go. So uh, I, 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 I was really destroyed uh, intimately. Yeah. And, and I decided to go and walk alone and I crossed India. And I crossed 2,000 miles walking alone. A backpack and that's it. A backpack and that's it. But as you did that health-wise, did you have all your safety things you needed or you were in remission, so to speak? I was absolutely, so I was saved by a vaccine that is still not FDA approved. Okay. So the doctor thought I was crazy and figured out that I did not feel sick anymore. <laughs> and I felt uh, so, so sick of the other stuff, you know, the psychological, right. the emotional, the physical tiredness that uh, I, I needed a break. In order to recover, I thought I needed to come back to my core. And that, uh, and you know what was amazing sometimes from traveling, because in India, when you, when you cross walking like that, you have no hotel, you have nothing. Yeah. But once in a while, I find an internet cafe and I was calling my daughters. And I, I was telling them, I say, you know, I feel shit coming out of my body. But it was physical. I could feel the, a pound of shit coming out of my body mm. by, for the first six weeks. And then after six weeks, it was building back. Wow. And, uh, so that, that trip, that walk was really healing. Oh. This is, uh, as a matter of fact, I still go back to India at least a year, once a year. And why did you... We come from a country of Saint-Jacques of Compostelle, as an example, which is, as many of you know, you know, Santiago de Compostelle, if you want, one of the most amazing emotional, spiritual routes yeah, that you could do, which is great, and you've done it, I'm sure. Why did you choose India? I chose India because I wanted to be alone. Hmm. I choose India also because I do a lot of meditation and yoga. Yes. And, uh, but my goal was to be alone. Yeah. I did not want to be obliged to socialize. Yeah. Um, you know, on the Saint-Jacques-de-Copastel, you meet people, and it was not what I wanted. I needed yeah. time for me. Yeah. I, at the beginning, I said, okay, I'm going to go around the world and follow the Formula One races. Yeah. And then I said, okay, what good is going to do me? I'm going to spend a ton of money but is it going to re make me recover? Yes. Then I say, okay, I'm going to go around the world and make speech about wine. I say, no, I need to be outside my comfort zone. Yeah. I need to be just alone and, 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 and rewind. And yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's my redemption. So let's go one level a little deeper. Someone tells you it's final. I mean, what goes through your freaking mind? It's fine, huh? I agree, I understand, <laughs> I hear you. But in terms of, we got your point of organization, you type your personality, you take leadership, you run businesses, you're successful, but, but you're not afraid of death. I've never seen you in three decades that I've known you, fortunately, and 
I got a lot of reward from spending time with Jean-Noël and uh, we have a lot of phenomenal times together. Deep, emotional and fun. Absolutely. Because we have a blast, <laughs> but we can go deep, which is very important. Um, what happened in your mind at that time and what is the big takeaway for all of us in general? Because I want you to go there a little bit because life is very fragile. Anything can happen to any one of us. So, you know, I, I wonder if sometimes when people say I'm afraid of death, if they're afraid of death or if they're afraid of what leads to death. That's right. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, I totally am not afraid of death. Yeah. But I don't want to lose my head and, right. and, 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 and die Your of Alzheimer's, <laughs> you know, uh, because that would be not life anymore. Yeah. Okay? Um, but I think, I think, you know, I, I've been lucky to uh, to to accompany my parents, both of them, yes. in their last for the last uh, three months, I was with them all the time, and I made them die in peace and comfort. And I, I think that it's it's a gift. Everybody say, oh, that's sad. I say, no, it's a gift. It's a joy yeah. to see my parents dying with a smile because of my presence and what I was telling and doing for them. It's just fantastic. So death on itself is just a passage. Yeah. I, I remember my father at 3 a.m. and I said, don't change where you go because it must be fantastic. Your smile is beautiful. Let's go. Let's continue. Let's work. You know? Wow. So, so I think death is not that difficult. The thing that we are is the problem of our society is that we are attached to things. Yes. And therefore we, we are concerned to lose them. Well, I am not attached to things. I am not attached to things. Huh. I am absolutely not attached to things. Not anymore. No. How did you, as I know you and have known you intimately for many years now, you've built amazing things, materialistic things, mm -hmm. gorgeous things. I mean, I was in them with you. How do you desolidarize yourself to things? So, you know, for me, uh, it's, it, uh, it's not difficult. Yes. I consider that uh, the value of me is me. Yes. It is not what I own. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you 100%. So, um, I am, uh, you know, uh, I have a fantastic wine cellar. My friends come to the house because they know I'm going to open a 1948 Margot. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not because it has value to me. Yeah. It's because if we have a good time, yeah. let's open it. That's, That's right. why you collect wine. Yeah. It's to share. That's it's it. not to tell you, Jean-Charles, this is 1948, it's my age yeah, it, Now it's worth in auction, I would be made by it, and ta ta ta. This is bullshit to me. Totally. Okay. So, this is, you heard it, BS. This is not why we collect wine. This is not why we have beautiful wines in our cellar. It's to share with you at the right moment with the right energy. Uh, you know, life is about sharing. Yeah. There is no life if you don't share. Yes. And, and I can say it even more because I quote-unquote isolated myself by walking alone for six yes. months and three weeks. And, and, and that's because I fundamentally needed that. Mm -hmm. But then I, I rediscovered I needed to share with myself. Yeah. Okay. And after that you feel way stronger. But I am absolutely not attached. I live in a very minimistic way. Uh, I love my luxuries, I love good things, but I live in a very minimistic way. 
<laughs> I don't accumulate. Yes. I cannot understand accumulation. Uh, so I have a nice car and people say, oh yeah, but you should have that one. I, why? I mean, I live alone. Why should I have two or three cars? Okay. Well, you don't live alone too many days a week. Oh, but that's because you are with me most of the time. <laughs> the two Frenchmen in town. As San Francisco reopen, I think it's going to be lethal. <laughs> Because you have a place in the city too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. City, Napa, La Paz, France. You know, there's not many places though. No, but my places are very, uh, very casual. Yes. Uh, my place in Napa is uh, very casual and simple and, and it's, it's perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that are. Me, what I want is you. My friends, when they come in my place, yeah. they feel warmth. That's right. They feel love. Okay? Because there is nothing else. I mean, what do I have? I'm like you. I have customers who I adore. Yes. Because they are fantastic people. That's right. Okay? And I want to share the maximum experience. And then we have time where we are and we can share and we can sometimes drink a little more and we are exuberant. And, and, but it's an exchange. That's right. It is something we gain. And, and I think my life is just about how can I gain more? That's know? right. Because the rest is just an accumulation. I've two cars, three, three houses or things. It's an accumulation. But it's really something that has no value on your soul. Mm -hmm. And me, who is just two years older than you. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Uh, the soul 18 is, months and seven weeks. <laughs> the soul is, is what counts. That's right. Well, talking about souls, you're getting behind me. Yeah, you, you, you have a hole in your glass. You, <laughs> you Let me serve you because okay. you need to finish yours. Yeah. I want to please attempt to go on the project of life again. I'm wearing a shirt that I found in Mexico recently that I love because the symbol of the skull is resurrection, reincarnation, rebirth. I'm going to ask you a deep question because our friend Jean-Noël will come back soon again as he's writing a book that hopefully will see the light soon because it's going to be quite the journey and quite the experience that we can learn from Jean-Noël and one another. Do you believe during this process that you've been reborn. And I ask this question because I've known Jean-Noël fortunately for a long period of time. And I've known Jean-Noël on a one-to-one -one basis with a group of friends, with customers in public places around the world. I know his daughters very well. And a question two times so far in the last 15 years, I think you've been, besides reinvention, reborn, reincarnated, you came out and back through the, the you know, the, the valley that you've referred to, maybe differently, and it's always greater. So, question is, do I feel I've been reborn? Answer is very simple, yes, mm. absolutely. Um, and by the way, the title of my book is Surrender. That's right. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, and um, yes, because I think that in life you can buy, but everybody knows they don't make you happy. That's right. So you have to work on yourself. Yes. And 
Yes, I have been reborn. I am probably a very different human being that I was when I was 40 years old. Yes. Uh, because I am uh, uh, philosophical and spiritual and, uh, and I value my time, my presence, the things I do. Yes. Like I said earlier, I have no TV. Why? Because it's boring like hell, you know? Uh, my girlfriend says, so in Mexico, where would you put the TV? I say, you have a sea, don't you look? <laughs> this is the TV. <laughs> Who needs the TV? What do you want to look? CNN, Fox, well, it's all bad news every day. So I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, we live, unfortunately, in our We society. may not get a national presence, a national television <laughs> after today. We're going to have to stay on YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so this is Pinot Noir. But you've been reborn. Oh, there is no question. Absolutely no question. I think if you were How many times? Uh, I said twice because... If you ask my daughter, it's probably nine. <laughs> but uh, mm. I, I think uh, she's exaggerating. Um, and exceptional daughters, by the way. I, Phenomenal oh. girls. I love them both. And I hope that we could do a little party soon with them because mm -hmm. it would be really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Wapo Hill, the Fourmo family. That shit is good. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's been ranked 120,000 points. I yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know you have, before we go back to surrender, you have a little opinion on, on wine critiques, right? No, it, it's, not, it's not wine critique. Because uh, after television, we might as well go to the wine critics. No, it's not wine critic. It's a, I refuse to put Chateau Botel in the Comtesse of Pont. Yes. But there is behind that, there is a, a true commitment to my customer. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is where we live. We live in America. Mm -hmm. In America, the culture yes. is quantifiable. In France, the culture is quantifiable. That's right. So that's, by the way, forgive me to interrupt, no, no. and it's the best definition I've heard a long time. This is exactly the fundamental difference between the two. And we bridge the gap of the two. We really, the wine, ocean separates us, wine brings us together. We are the two that brings that together. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's very important. So, you know, you can criticize one or the other. Bon, you and I, we don't criticize because we are both. And we love both. And we love both. And, you know, so, but our culture is French. Yeah. Even though I've been here for years, I'm still French in my culture. Yeah. I tell my customer all the time, if you fly from San Francisco to Tennessee, they are Americans, but God, they are different. Yes. Okay? Their root system is not the same. And the root system is where the complexity and difference of character of the wine is coming from. That's right. So the people of Tennessee and the people of California don't have the same history, don't have the same tradition, don't have the same way of living. Our job is to respect that. Yes. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. So I come from a culture of pleasure and arrive in a culture of quantity. Yeah. So the mind of American people is quantity. As a matter of fact, I think that in, in their childhood, American men are castrated of pleasure. It's illegal for them to have pleasure. You know? And and uh, it, 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 it's... Did I hear castrated? Yes. Don't you say that? And what does that mean? <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Ooh la la. You know, it, well, they do trim the top, okay. typically. They do sweep out of the culture. <laughs> That's what makes us better lovers. <laughs> you finally learn. 
but but you know it's it's so much it's so much that people are uh, are raised in success and and money yeah. and that that they forget to enjoy that's right we have been raised with pleasure not with money <laughs> money because we don't talk money in France we it's illegal it's a taboo it's a taboo so you don't show your money here you have to show so I think because of that. Uh, the American culture is a culture of rational and, and, and quantifiable. Yeah. So the reason I cannot have my wine rated is because I don't want to have a 98. Because to me, if we drink a bottle of wine, yes. is it the wine with 98 or is it the pleasure that we have having fun together? <laughs> If we well, the pleasure would be 102, so 98 plus 102 <laughs> is 200%. Because if we, let's say, you have the same bottle of wine the day you have been promoted CEO of your company. Yeah. The wine is fantastic. Yes. Okay? The day you divorce, the same bottle of wine doesn't taste the same. Well, maybe it's fantastic. <laughs> the too. wine is no longer 98, okay? So it's the mood for me. Yeah, for sure. And American uh, culture doesn't respect the mood. Mm. So I figure that points were going into the sense of that culture. Yeah. It, it has nothing to do against the press. I, I think that the reason our businesses have grown and the industry has grown is because the press has been fantastic. Yes. It created awareness. But I am not, I am not, I don't want to subject my wine to points because I don't want to fall into what is the American culture easiness. Yes. Because it's not easy. For me, a glass of wine is like starting a new relationship. That's right. So if I start a new relationship, this is not quantifiable. It, it supposes that I'm humble enough to listen to you. Yes. And smart enough to understand what you do. Well, this is a dating point, okay? And when you date, you try to listen to the woman in front of you. Mm -hmm. If you can. If, okay. Often I see you melt and being seduced by <laughs> you know, women. Oh, that's because of my age. <laughs> Often, ladies, I see you melting. And luckily, I inherit whoever. Because life is about melting. Woman. You know, it's about melting relationship. It's about melting when we are together. It's about yeah. melting. It's about that sharing. That's to me the beauty. So it's not against the press at all. It's simply no, philosophically. Well that I, I, I want to, to elevate my customer into the pleasure of discovering their own taste. Because once they have their own taste, their taste will never let them down. I love how you yeah. explained it. Now, as we drink this Pinot, coming from Burgundy is magnificent, is radiant, and it's certainly quantifiable to mean the emotion it's providing, which is transcendental. I'm transcendented to the highest world of Pinot thanks to this wine. I don't even actually know where I am. Am I in the Russian River, in the Sonoma Coast? Am I in Burgundy? Am I in the Côte Chalonnaise? Am I in the Limou region? Am I in the top Côte de Beaune? So what is wine to you and this wine specifically? So big question on wine and why wine so wine wine for me is the same i think than for you it's the expression of a terroir yeah and it is the responsibility that we have to enhance that terroir yes so um, i never compare wine to let's say french or whatever people tell me oh this is a chambol musini i say that's fine I'm, I'm appreciative that you give that qualification but 
it's not what wine is supposed to be. Yeah. Because when you talk to me, do you compare me to your best friend? <laughs> no, take me for who I am, please, okay? <laughs> so, it, it, I'm, I'm going to toast to that one. This is good. I'm going to use that line. <laughs> it, 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 you know, this is a world where everybody has to reference to something else. Yeah. I remember when we started Napa Valley Vintners. Yes. We were going around the country in 1980 to taste wine with a, you know, and all my counterparts, yeah. we were 52 at the time, were taking their Chardonnay and telling to the people, oh, it tastes like a Meursault. And I said, look, puppy, you cannot compare yourself to a Meursault. That's Simply right. for one reason. one reason. You always compare yourself to a higher standard. So you mean your Chardonnay is lower. I don't, cannot do that because That's I'm right. here to defend my California Chardonnay. And your identity. Okay. And your identity. So comparing is a disease. Mm. It's for the weeks, you know? So which, if you were to compare yourself to a Greek god, and you have three gorgeous ladies, we've been in this situation together many times, in front of you, which god would you be you? Maybe the three at once? Or the god of Jean-Noël? I, I am too independent. <laughs> I knew the answer. I'm too independent. We'll have to create a fourth god. <laughs> and that's it. Hey, talking about a fourth god, this is this amazing Pinot. But I would love for us, before, a few more deep and phenomenal questions. Because as you can see, we're learning and having so much fun and learning so much with Jean-Noël, which is what those moments are about. I mean, I really wanted you all, if you haven't met Jean-Noël, and maybe very few of you haven't met him, but you could see the depth, the personality, the character, the incredible journey he went through, and how not only he resurrected, but rose further higher at each level. And I think that's the cool part of it, is, you know, who is to say that where we are now is the ultimate place of where we should be? And... That's where I would like you maybe, as we're going to try a different wine now, one of your iconic, most phenomenal wines, as how do we know that we are where we should be? And how do we know that there's more to reach? And I'm not using the word accomplish because it's not quantifiable, it's not monetary, it's more emotional life journey. So, um, I, I think this is an eternal question, but the only answer for me that I found is that you need to look at yourself and be happy. Yeah. Be happy means to be in balance. Hmm. Um, you know, it's like when we bottle a wine. If the wine is unbalanced, in the bottle is going to continue to grow unbalanced. It will never come back balanced. So, our life has to be balanced. And happiness is probably the most difficult thing to reach. Yeah. I am, my, probably my proudest thing for me is that I am happy. I don't let myself go into negativity. Okay. For example, two years ago, I was in a project buying a new winery. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are very close to the deal. 
And then on a Wednesday, uh, I have my executive committee with my team. Yeah. And they all expect me to tell them, yes, we go. And I say, look, I'm so tired of your faces. I'm leaving tomorrow for India for a month in an ashram. I need to come back to my <laughs> Okay, uh, because I was no longer in my center of, of happiness, where, where I'm the strongest. And um, so reaching that balance of happiness, which is, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult balance. Yes. Is for me uh, the ultimate things. It's the ultimate things. And in that sense, you know, I, I think I was raised Catholic, like a lot of people. But I, I, I'm a, a blend of Catholic and, and Buddhism. For sure. Okay. And Hinduism, too. Hinduism, absolutely. And so you have this balance that, uh, you know, if, uh, I, I think Jesus uh, preaching is you in a society, yes. as Buddha is you for yourself. And I think you can only be good in a society when you have found the balance with yourself. So happiness is the most difficult because when you're happy, yeah. you are secure. You don't, you don't need anything else. You don't need somebody's opinion. That's right. You just need to be yourself. And if they don't like you, fuck you. <laughs> so you, you, you found the ultimate Shakespearean to be or not to be. You found that balance. But I fight for it. Yeah. I promise you I fight. Yes. Uh, I fight for it so that I, I exclude. For example, I, I, not too long ago, I was invited for, for dinner. Yeah. And two days before, somebody said, oh, there will be this person, that person. I said, okay, I'm canceling. I'm not interested. These people for me are negative. They talk bad about other people. I don't talk bad about other people. I have no time. What, 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 what is it that I could talk bad about anybody? I don't care. Mm -hmm. this, is not, this is not the way life is supposed to be, you know? So why should yeah. I spend an evening? <laughs> it would be better to watch TV. <laughs> Fox or CNN, who knows? So how do you succeed personally? And I've seen you at tragic points, but you've always had a smile and always been positive. Yes, we could have a little bit of a tear on the eyes, knowing that things are dramatic, news are difficult, moments are intense. But there's always that inherent positivism in you. Two questions in one. How do you keep always, and we're very much the same in that, Jean-Noël and I, extremely positive individual. How do you keep that positiveness and how do you succeed to do what you just did, to say no to any negative energy? So, uh, so I learned that during my, my walk in India. Okay. I, I came back from India making a commitment to myself that I will not let negative impact in me. Yes. And that therefore I needed to have a discipline to, to say no. Uh, which is not always easy, but really uh, people have now understood. And I say no more often than I would like, but I say no. Huh. And, and saying no is a big positive thing. That's right. Because, you know, we have, we have dinner with Roland and everything. This is a yes. Because you know the energy is going to be positive. You know that... We're referring to our good chef, 
friend Roland Passo as an example well, who we adore. It's part of the clan of the French community. Yes, so you know everything is going to be positive. Yeah. Nobody is going to be there to judge you, That's to right. assess you, yeah. to things. Because this is, as soon as you judge or assess, you are, you are no longer in a sharing. You That's are in it. evaluation. That's right. Okay? Well said. I don't want evaluation. Yeah. I'm not here to evaluate you. Okay? <laughs> I'm taking you as you are. Thank God. <laughs> we would be in trouble. He would have left already. <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> and, and I take everything. Yes. What people reject yeah. and what people accept. That's right. Because this is who you are. Yes. I mean, what, thank you for that, by the what, way. What, what the heck, you know? So, um, so that's the dif most difficult part uh, that I have is to learn to say no. Yes. Uh, but to keep uh, happiness is also very difficult. And as soon as I feel that I'm losing track with myself, I retract from the world. Yes. That might be only for two hours. And I go for a walk because you know I'm a big walker. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, that I re, re meditate to myself and say, okay, re, re, re put your boundaries. Recalibrate. Recalibrate. Yeah, okay. Because if, you, if I don't do that, it's an accumulation. And then it's difficult to recalibrate. Hmm. So I have to do it instantly. Yeah. But this is my biggest fight. Yeah. My biggest well, fight with myself is to stay focused on me. And I'm sure everyone with us is internalizing what you just said and saying, isn't it my issue as well? Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough because we have business, we have kids, we have customers, we have, we have a lot of things, you yeah. know? Yeah. But the reality is we can, we cannot be, I cannot be a good leader to my team if I'm not strongly what the team expects from me and the vision that they have of me. Hmm. And, and that's why when, you know, I, after, in the executive committee, I say, I'm tired of your faces, I go to India. They, they, when I came back, they say, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Because the pressure, and, um, and I don't need pressure. Yeah. I mean, I'm able to make my decision. That's right. I don't need pressure by customers who say, oh, yes, do it, or things like that. And I'm sure they thank you for doing it because they themselves could find themselves within your theater of life a better place as you were away. I think it's our responsibility as leaders. Yes. And, and we have the same on that. Mm. It is to inspire. Yes. It is to enhance. It is to empower. Yes. And it is to lead. Mm. Which is the opposite of what our politicians are doing. <laughs> they, they don't inspire, they don't lead, they don't empower, they, they, they lie, okay? They lie and they are corrupt. Yeah. Very good, okay? And they don't even drink wine. Well, what the shit, issue? Shit, I'm going to break these people. Okay. <laughs> And they should elect us. I think you would be a fabulous president of the United States, and I'll be your your Kamala Harris of the. Well, United you're not States. that good looking, but uh... okay. <laughs> I'll make adjustments. <laughs> so, talking about this amazing wine, this is so charismatic, and makes me think of where you come from. I know you don't like to compare, and I know we're not here to say. Old world, new world, it's a debate we don't like, but this is so rooted, so energistic, so vibrational. I have a feeling you brought your whole trip to India in that way. 
I think this wine is absolutely delicious, really. And it's a, it's a blend. And that's the beauty of blend, really. Blend of life, okay? Yeah. Life of different, different people who attract themselves and things. This is a blend of Cabernet, Malbec, Syrah, Zinfandel, and Petit Syrah. Wow. And at the, 15 years ago, it was called Cougar Pass. Cougar? Yeah. But I changed. Cougar or when Cougar? <laughs> no, Cougar Pass. Because, you know, on Mount Vida, we have a lot of mountain lion, Cougar. But oh, then, I understand. But then I had to change because Cougar has a signific different signification. Well, what is that? So I called him the illegitimate. But now the illegitimate is another wine I made for Costco. And this is called Potel 2 as the second wine of Potel. Mm. And it's, it's a wine that for me is absolutely delicious because so versatile. Yeah. It's a wine that says I'm happy. Yes. And it makes people happy. So... Uh, so I, I, I love that wine. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so Jean-Noël, maybe one or two more thoughts. What today inspires you in life as you look at this amazing trajectory, what you've built from family to friends to circle of friends to spirituality to knowing yourself to really having transcended to and i've always enjoyed john oil so much but i really have adored your evolution frankly do we in life and before inspiration do we need to go through those peaks and valley to be who we eventually are yes hmm. absolutely yes. so if we haven't seen it yet like, well. they may be as drastic as mine okay yeah but i think yes simply because uh, we are spoiled yes okay in life we are spoiled first of all we have a life then we are raised we have no responsibility then yeah. i mean we are, and then we do what we like you mm. to be an entrepreneur me to be an entrepreneur so we we are spoiled and and i think it takes a conscious uh, setback to say, okay, now that I have achieved some things, how do I make myself the man, the person that I need and I want to be? And I, I told you, when I came back to the winery from my walk in India, I told my team, everybody 45 years old, three months off, no wife, no children, <laughs> okay? Three months off, not going to Hawaii on the beach, Okay, yeah. doing something yes. that obliges your brain That's to right. work and your heart to open. Because there would be less divorces, there would be people way more happy in their job. Yeah, for sure. They will realize because you rewind. Yeah. And it's not that all things are negative, it's just that it allows you to take the time for yourself, yeah. which we don't have in life. Let's face it, yeah. we don't have. You go back home, you have this, you have that. I mean, it's, life is a pressure. Yeah. And if you don't take voluntarily the time to take the pressure, to push the pressure out, you you are you are just uh, you are just succumbing to it. So after all that, what now is left for you to inspire you on a day-to-day -day basis? I mean, you've become all those phenomenal individuals in one that we today witnessing, and everybody is obviously you know, totally enamored and inspired but, by... But, but Jean-Charles, we are the same. Me, I'm inspired by the sunset, the sunrise, 
the woman that is passing by and has a beautiful dress. She was good looking. That guy, Oof. you know, uh, I am I am inspired by by my house in uh, in Mexico where I have a, I am it's me and your the TV is La Paz. Okay, absolutely. Um, I am inspired by the artist. I I just bought another painting in Mexico City. Uh, it's it's inspiring because what I see it touches me. Yes. It's like a wine. It touches me. It yes. doesn't touch me. It touches me, I want more. It doesn't touch me, let's go. Move That's to fine. the next one. It doesn't mean the wine is bad. It means this one doesn't, doesn't enhance who I am and where mm. I am. So, um, for me, inspiration is, is every day. I mean, uh, I walk from my house in Yonville to the, to the testing house of VGS, and I pass by and I see a, a sign saying, name that road. Okay, uh, so that's my friend uh, Jean-Charles looking for, uh, for something, you know. I mean, there's some, always something. Yes. It's just a matter of the way you look. Yes. I could take that road 10 times and not noticing that you made this opening, okay? So, it's just of being aware yes. and alert. You are alert, I am alert. I had a girlfriend one time, she broke up with me because she said you are hyper vigilant. And I say yes. I don't want for to VGS, miss. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> you have I don't want to miss anything. Life is yes, so beautiful. Exactly. You know, life is fantastic. Why? Why should I miss something? That's right. But in the meantime, I needed to learn to rest. Yes. Because it's pretty demanding. Yes. So you have more energy because you are way younger than me. Well, only two years. But uh, or but, nineteen uh, months and my, six my, weeks. My employees say that I have more energy than all of them combined. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because energy is mental. It's not physical. Mm -hmm. It's the mental that drives. That's us, right. You know? And 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 that's why you are a fantastic leader and you do fantastic things. By the way, I told Patrick I wanted to go to see the depot. Anytime. You know, I wonder. The We're going to have your wines yeah, there if you allow fun. us. Unbelievable wine, and the depot is in. Pronounce it Depot, that's kind of a French translation. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, of uh, all places in France where you have prostitutes, you know. <laughs> well, that's another place we may open. You know, because it comes from a, from a country, the Burgundy, where you, you, have, you have a convent. Historically, you had a convent at the place. So now the, the vineyard is called Les Pucelles, called the Virgin, okay? But you have another corner of the street that is uh, that where there was a prostitute there. So the place is called Le Coquine, which means mm, naughty, naughty, okay? And my favorite is Montreton Cul. Yeah. It was a vineyard on the hill, you know? And men were sending the woman on the top because there was no pants at that time. And, and the parcel is called Show Your Ass. No, that's right. Because that, that way and she is. did. So she had a batard that gave birth to Montrachet, yeah, no. and she had another son named Chevalier. <laughs> you know, this is uh, storytelling. It's it's just that's what life is about. That's right. Because here in America we are very factual. In our culture we are not factual, mm -hmm. and and I think that's why Americans love France. Is because it's 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 funny. From uh, if you pay little attention to a thing, there is there is a fresh hole everywhere. Yeah. And and I, I I think it's it's fantastic to be able to live in these two cultures. That's right. Yeah. I love it. Mm. And you said it so well. You give me shivers and excitement. And we're gonna have a lot of fun, dear friends. When we get Jean Noël back for his book, 
How long shall we wait? Oh, a long time. <laughs> no, the book is written. I know it is. It's re-editing and re-editing. So, Jean-Noël, maybe what would be great if you up for it, although you had so much meaning, so much power, so much phenomenal influence into your talk today, what would you like to leave our friends with? So, you are a customer of JCB. Raymond, Deloche, Jean-Noël Fourmeau, Buena Vista, and maybe some of mine, okay? But the beauty is, the people, mm. the people. Because you are people, we are people, we connect through wine. The passion, the passion is what makes us together because you have a passion to drink and discover. And really the beauty of our business, because, well, me, I don't make wine to make a living. I make wine because I fucking love it, okay? <laughs> and he makes wine because he fucking loves it. As okay? you can see. And, and that's, that's what counts. We want you to fucking love drinking it. So this is our business. It's uh, so much fun. And, and we live in an environment that is so beautiful, the Napa Valley. We are totally privileged, but we are mostly privileged because we have you as customer. That's very well said. So, dear friends, the famous Jean-Noël Fourmeau, what an hour we spent. I cannot wait. Be jealous tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun, of course, as we always do. But come and see Jean-Noël, amazing tasting destination as well, which is 600 meters away from Raymond, between the fabulous Raymond and San Alina. This is where you can find Jean-Noël. And, dear friends, be in touch, research what he does. It was one of the best ever. Jean-Noël, thank you My so pleasure. much thank you. for opening up and being you. Thank you very much.